Hi, my name is Harpreet Singh and I'm with Amrik Developments. My definition of relentless is never giving up, not stopping. Whenever you know it gets tough, just keep pushing forward. And basically, honestly, that's it. Never giving up. Hello, folks, and welcome to the Relentless Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Dubay. So glad that you're listening. Today's guest is a cool guy. Uh, we met about a month and a half ago. We are very happy to have Harpreet Singh on, or as I call him, Harp, because that's yeah, that, that's that where works. we're at now. Yeah. Uh, from Amrick Developments, you are the CEO, president, the big man on campus, if you will. <laughs> and uh, Harp, you're going to come on. We're going to talk about... Yeah, I found that after we talked, when we met, it was just a compelling story. You have a compelling story in business, but just in life as well. And so that's why I wanted you to come on about how you have to be relentless and how you, you know, to to get to where you are today. So all that being said, we're going to talk about how uh, a little bit later on in the podcast about you know, partnering up with UCAN and some of the stuff we're looking at doing in the future, maybe. Um, Absolutely. And it's exciting. So welcome. We're glad you're here, Hart. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And thanks for having us on. And uh, it's an honor. Yeah. Much appreciate it. Yeah, it was good. It's good to, to, to see you and to be here in the Road 55 studio. So Harp, tell us about you. Tell us about uh, where you come from, uh, where you grew up and, and all that type of stuff. Maybe a little bit about your family. Yeah, sure. Um, my, uh, I was born in Edmonton and grew up in Mill Woods. My parents came from India, migrated in 79, had a lot of family here. So this was the place to be in 1979. There was mm-hmm. a lot of jobs. And Lots of opportunity. A lot of opportunity, exactly. I think you said your dad was a welder. My dad was a welder, yeah. yeah. He, he did a lot of odd jobs first and then uh, was, a, was, a, was a welder and a cab driver and yeah. a house builder, yeah. carpenter, uh, you name it. He could probably fix anything. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. and, and my mom was a teacher in India. And uh, when she got married to my father in 1981 in Vancouver, because uh, her family was from there, um, she came, you know, she's a teacher, but it doesn't transfer over. So right. she, she had to work uh, uh, at the, I believe it was the Weston Hotel mm. as a janitor. As a, you yeah. know, so that's kind of how it all started. And like cleaning rooms. Cleaning rooms. And, wow. you know, from a teacher to that. And so really appreciate my parents all the time and a lot yeah. of hard work and a lot of struggles and, yeah. you know, gave us the opportunity. Was your mom ever able to, to transfer that or no? Nope. Never, never. right? She, she was not. I think um, just that time, it was a little bit ch- more challenging. There was no internet. I think it's hard now, too. It's hard now, too. Yeah. But at least you got the internet. You got emails. Sure. Getting documents, verifying documents oh, and so yeah. forth. But she slowly climbed the ladder and went to Grant McEwen. She always kept her education yeah. going. Yeah. Um, and, and that's one of the things we, I was mentioning to you uh, about Saskatchewan, the University of Saskatchewan. Yeah. But she just kept uh, trying to get a better job. So she would always up her education and slowly, yeah. slowly she owned her own business after. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So you were born in Edmonton. Born in Edmonton. 1982. 1982, yeah. Oh, Getting old. Well, I'm older than you, brother. I'm older than you, but uh, great time to be born, in my opinion, because I love the 80s. So, you guys, where did you guys live in Edmonton? Uh, Millwoods. The Millwoods area. Millwoods area. So, you were raised there, went to elementary, junior high, high school. Everything in Millwoods. I went to to a few high schools. I wasn't the the best kid. Um, Okay. I went to a private school, and then, you know, my mom always wanted me 
to be a lawyer, doctor, engineer, sure, something professional because you know they, she's seen how tough it was here, mm-hmm. you know, in, in in the industry she was in and my father was in. It was mm-hmm. la- they were laborers, right? Absolutely. And so hardworking people, hundred percent, and uh, they they basically education was number one in our house, and yeah. I remember. I don't know how they afforded to put us in private school for two years. And obviously I got kicked out, uh, <laughs> temple private school, but, uh, a lot of people don't know that, but yeah, it, it you know, and just that journey was amazing. And then, uh, started Ainley page McNally. Just Man, you were all bounce, over the bounce, map. Bounce around. Yeah. Gone to a lot of fights. Right. Right. Um, you know, it's interesting when we were talking <laughs> in my office the other day, uh, we got introduced to Brenda, Gillingham, one of your right-hand yes. people. amazing person. B- yeah, amazing person, big supporter of, of You Can You Services, has been for years, and really felt that you and I would click and really felt that there was a connection between Amrick and You Can You Services, and, and so the introductions were made. And we, we really had an incredible conversation. And one of the things that I found cool was that quite often when we bring some business folks in, and especially business folks that are involved in the construction world, because as you know, we have these employment programs. The one program is focused on construction. And truthfully, we try to really sell that stuff to guys like you because we want partnership. We want, you know, potential support philanthropy wise, but we also want connections to hire our young people. That's the most important thing. Yeah. But we also told you all about our, our relentless outreach work with, with some of the most vulnerable young people in our city. And I, th- I told you this before. This is what was so interesting to me is even though you're in the development world and the, the construction world, you were so interested in our relentless work. And I said, well, why? And you said, well, because I probably needed that when I was a kid. For sure. Absolutely. Um, and I did have support. Like I had my family, I had friends, I had relatives, cousins, and I guess they were my UCAN services at that time. Yeah. But I believe, you know, there's a lot of vulnerability right now. And without having the support that you guys are providing and others in, in, in any, in any uh, industry or any philanthropy that, uh, that, you know, let's say UCAN is involved in this CASA, this story, mm-hmm. all, sure. everything that that's happening, I think hundred percent, um, it's well, it's needed. Mm-hmm. I think that's what's going to clean up the streets, and I think that's what's going to help these young people get into jobs and get in, get in that right track. Yeah, right? yeah. Because it's, it's so easy to get off track. Move forward in it's life. So easy to get off track. Like, yeah. With me, it was fine line. You know, it, I've had friends that were in gangs and 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 other stuff that they were involved in. Then I had friends that are doctors, and we all went to the same school. Sure. It's just that fine line in that community sure. where you could go left or right. And you and, and some, is it fair to say that you in some respects back then as a, whatever, 14 to 18-year-old, 12 to 18-year-old, you were kind of straddling it? 100%, yeah. Straddling it? Absolutely, because you're, you're young. You don't know any better. You, you know, you think, you think you want to be cool. Yeah. Right, that, that's half the half the half your junior high and high school is trying to be cool, yeah, yeah and fit in, yeah. Right? No, no, nobody's there trying to trying to be the you know uh, top uh, top student. When, Especially when, in high when, school. when at the end of the day, those end up being the coolest people we know. Hundred percent. You know what I mean? Because quite yeah. often they do find the most success. But hundred percent. So what happened then in your life Just, where it was? What was the turning point in your life where it was like, yeah, I got to get my shit together here? Well, I, I mean, I was in a lot of, I was always in trouble. I was always getting fights, but my mom was always, my dad and I were, were, were always buddies, but, you know, 
he kind of got what was happening in the scenario getting fights he thought oh it's just a young young yeah. male you just know hormones whatever right yeah. my mom was always keeping an eye on me and she was really really close with me even to this day but she just watched and just made sure that i was always on track even though i was getting off track mm. and i had cousins that were you know involved in in certain things and so forth so she just said that's it we're fucking done like you're moving to saskatchewan done done i i did a couple of years of university grant McCune here and she said that's it we're done you're you're moving my cousins both move with me we we're just getting in too much trouble yeah and like yeah. every weekend we were in trouble just right? getting, in something, shit. getting in shit yeah. doing something stupid yeah drinking too much booze and, sure you know just you know do, doing what being young idiots being young, being young idiots yeah. exactly i think you hit it right on yeah so moved to saskatchewan and that kind of changed. Where'd you go? Saskatoon? U of S, yeah. yeah Saskatoon. Yeah. Exactly. It was a fun town. Yeah. Well, you know what? I always look at that like it's like a mini Edmonton. Even just the way it's Absolutely. laid out with the way the river goes through 100%. and stuff, right? Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Man, that was kind of a turning point um, where just some distance between Edmonton and friends here and, and you know, associates here, you know, family members here that were that were always getting in trouble as well sure. just put, that put some distance between you absolutely there's many young people we work with where i'm like ah if we could just get them out of the city but it's way easier said than done absolutely. way easier said than done yeah, right no, so for good sure. for you that you had that mom and dad yeah, yeah. but uh um, mom and my was grandfather like, oh yeah uh, he's that's our company is named after him oh cool Amrick development cool i didn't know that yeah he was uh uh he was a beast. Yeah. Yeah. He said, no, this is not happening. We're getting them out of here. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. That's Very cool. Involved. Yeah. Very involved. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when did you get into the, well, like real estate slash development world? How did this all come about? It uh, all started like I was, uh, when I was in high school, towards the end, uh, around yeah, grade 12, 18 years old, started buying and selling cars uh, with my dad. Let's go to the auctions, buy a beater fix it up, clean it up, and uh, sell it, you know, in the auto trader or something like that. Sure. I was 18 making 500, 700 bucks a vehicle. So you're, bu you're, so you're buying a car for 2,000, you're putting a little work into it, selling for three. Three, exactly. Yeah. And, okay. you know, spending whatever I made to spend to that weekend <laughs> right. at, at uh, the Get, bar. Getting or, in shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Going to the bar and whatever, buying clothes. And just that, that's, that's, that happened for a couple of years. And then I got really serious about it. And I, I think we were moving about 30 to 40 vehicles um, a month with my dad at, uh, I was about 19 years old. Oh, wow. Till about 22. So this is in your university. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Actually, in, even in high school, I took a year off. Yeah. Uh, after high school, my mom didn't talk to me for a full year. Or she at was least eight, nine months. Because she, education was, yeah. was education, education, yeah. education. And I'm going and selling cars and I'm not even thinking about going back to school because we were making good money. You're rolling in it. Rolling. So I'm not even thinking about school until I finally realized, okay, I gotta, I gotta, we gotta patch this up, right? Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, I did that for about three years. Slowly got into, I bought a condo in 2004, I believe it was. Just a $50,000 condo. Sure. Put 5% down. Thought I was the richest guy in town. Yeah. And just thought I, I own my own condo. And it was, it was a rental property, and I just kind of started from there, bought another, bought hmm. another. And this one, you're like 22 years old. 22, 23 years yeah. old. Yeah. Just started slowly acquiring uh, condos, selling them. Again, I didn't have a lot of money, so I had to, I had to find ways to, to get creative, you know, whether, whether I sold a property or whether I refinanced it and, and was able to buy more or flip stuff. I flipped a lot of stuff mm -hmm. for a long time. I mean, I think in Edmonton, a lot of people uh, know me as a flipper, which, right. which, you know, they might 
they may say it as an insult, but I take it with pride because sure. it got me to where I'm at today. Right? Sure. So you, I mean, you had this real entrepreneurial spirit though. Yeah. I think it came from my, my parents. Like yeah. They were building homes. Um, 1982, my dad built, uh, 1983, sorry. He started his first home when I was one years old Yeah. and my uncle would help him. My mom would help. So they, you know, they didn't have a lot. They didn't have a lot of capital, but they were able to to slowly, you know, do another one sure. and then slowly do another one, and just did building the farm. Yeah, exactly. And but I was the, but it just sounds like your yeah, yeah. it just sounds like your folks were absolute grinders. Absolutely, just grinders. To this day. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which my, which then led you to be that way. Hundred percent. And yeah. my dad and uh, he he just always was entrepreneurial. Like he just wanted to to try to do something. And he would always help and he'd say, okay, what do we got to do? If we got stuck in something, okay, what's the solution? He's always a solution-oriented guy. Yeah. And I think that comes from him. And same with my mom, very positive. Like, yeah, if this doesn't happen this way, it'll happen another way. Yeah. Just figure it out and go and, and grind. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah. So he just started cool. real estate about 2004. Yeah. And then it was just, yeah, which, you know, just ups and downs. Then the ups, ups and, and the downs. <laughs> Talk about that. Talk yeah, about sure. that. Where, what, what was... You started in 04, and then you got to like this, what, what we'll call a pinnacle level for you at that time. 2007. 2007. July, I was, I was uh, driving nice cars, buying nice homes, um, did a lot of real estate in Edmonton, and I was 25. Right. Cocky. Um, complete asshole, right? Uh, uh, just, just cocky. Okay, what does that mean? What, is that, what do you mean? Like, I just I, was the, what, I thought, like, like you treated people bad, or you, you no, were just, just you were just like ego, ego, ego. Okay. God, God, okay. God, ego. Yeah, whatever yeah, they yeah, call yeah. it, right? I yeah. don't know what the kids call you it. You thought your days. shit didn't stink, hundred percent. Yeah, and then it, and then it did, <laughs> and then it got bad. Yeah, right. And from two thousand nine onwards, man, it was a yeah. Like I'm, I'm surprised I didn't declare bankruptcy. I probably should have, hmm. um, but I just fought through it. Fought through. So what happened? Why did this just, happen? You know, market changed. Way too leveraged. Didn't know enough about real estate, but thought I did. Right. So that that ego got broken down in those two years. Right. Two thousand eight and nine. I like I probably could have saved some. Of, could have saved half the half the deals that we were doing, or or half the capital we had. But again, ego. Right. You know, God complex. Right. Like, I, I know what I'm doing. Don't worry. I'm smarter than everybody else. And then 2009, it was over. August 2009. Man, I basically eh? gave all the keys away. But I worked. Man. I worked. I mean, it, it kind of chokes you up to some extent because you're just like, wow, I went through all that. I was 25 years old. And, you know, you think you think you know it all. And then you realize you don't. Mm. Yeah, that's, I mean, life lessons, right? 100%. But today I, I'm, I'm very happy that that happened to me at an early age and not later on. Um, but there were some challenging times like, you know, 2009 to I'd say 15, 14, 15. It was just putting your head down, uh, starting over. We started with one house again. And uh, so literally had to go all the way far that like that far back to yep, start yep. with one house no, again. We didn't and, have, we didn't and have your nothing. folks were helping, right? They were with me toe to toe. Yeah. Like they are, you know, they shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. They worked with me and uh, started with one house. My dad and I renovated it. I found the deal in, in, in uh, foreclosure, ended up picking it up. We had a partner in with us. We paid him a fee. We were just, just went back to basics. Yeah. And it sold. Yeah, we made a few dollars, paid some bills, yeah, and then just started. and And I think it was a couple of years after I did a commercial deal. One of the one of the lawyers who foreclosed on me, 
I, I just worked with them. I didn't fight it. I just said, what do you need? How, do, how can I help? Just make this smooth, right? Like, I, I, I gave up. Mm. I was so tired. I just gave up. And I think mm-hmm. he saw that. And he called me and said, hey, I got this deal in Hinton. Might, might work for you if you, you know, want to check it out. So I went, checked it out. It was really a unique situation. Um, and we just worked with them. And we didn't know. We still didn't really know enough, But we listened more than we talked mm. about, you know, okay, how can we do this? Which you probably weren't doing <coughs> at your, your peak at 25. I wasn't listening to nobody. Right. You know, I thought I knew exactly what to do. Right. So fun, listen, put, put it together. And that deal kind of set us up to where we're at today. I always remember that deal because we were able to make enough to pay some of our debts from from before off you know or hold at least hold the guys and right. then just move forward from there right now well, that's I actually find the first time yeah that i've actually opened up about it well and i appreciate you doing that i think it also talks to the relentless aspect of your life though 100 yeah. percent. but before we get to that i find it interesting that this lawyer who had done work with you essentially foreclosing some stuff with you <laughs> Still had the the whatever you want to call it the gumption the whereabouts to trust you. Yep. So you obviously had done a good job of of being trustworthy and building relationships and, I think so, and yeah. you know well yeah. it's obvious yeah. this dude called you right yep. which is which was you had that turning point with your mom yep. and your grandpa and then you had your, you know you went really hard. I like how you're honest about saying my ego got in the way. Yep. <clears throat> Then you have that turning point of the really the housing market just dropping. Yep. Yep. Now another turning point of the guy who was foreclosing some stuff on you saying there might be unique opportunity here. Hundred percent, yeah, which and is cool. He was an amazing, amazing lawyer. Uh, became friends after. Yeah, uh, I don't know if he wants to be mentioned here, so I won't say his yeah, name. Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah. but a great man and one of the top lawyers in in downtown Edmonton. Yeah, and uh, really helped me out, and I, I appreciate him to this day. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt the Relentless Podcast, everybody, although this is a very good message. We want you to go and check out our Relentless Merchandise Store. That's right. We have launched a merchandise store for all of our Relentless garb. We've got t-shirts. We've got hoodies. We've got crew necks. We've got hats. We've got toques. And we're going to be coming out with some more merchandise in the very near future. So please www.ucan.ca that's y-o-u-c-a-n.ca when you get to the website you look up to the top right corner i think it says buy our merch hit that button boom it'll take you there we really want you to wear our stuff one because every dollar raised goes directly into our programming for the young people we work with and two because it's a conversation starter for you when you wear it, people are going to go, what's relentless? You can then brag about how you support an incredibly good organization helping young people. And then you can talk about how you are relentless in your life. That's what we want. We don't want us to just be relentless. We want you to be relentless too. Thanks for your support. And we appreciate you helping us out. Now, back to the show. Now, from there, you buy the, okay, so you get the one house and you end up doing this stuff in yep. Hinton. Where does this go from here? Where, where? So now, has Amrick already started? Yeah, Amrick was always okay. around. The name was always there. Okay. But, you know, obviously went through the struggles, didn't sure. declare bankruptcy, just just fought through it all. Yeah, which is so hard. Oh, so hard. Yeah. You know, the stress levels must have been so high. So high, but you know, that time I have, I have a younger brother and sister. They were very young at the time, but it was all just one team. Mm. We just never 
gave up and mm-hmm. we just never blamed each other, right? Or never said, oh, like my parents never blame me for anything that happened and they probably should have sure i don't know if i could do i I don't know if i could do that with my daughter sure i hope i can one day i don't know time will tell unconditional love is a cool thing though and giving their liberty to me like that was huge like and then i just looked at that and said i I cannot lose now i have to make this work they just believe they believed in you so much for sure Yep, and still do, obviously. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That's a little easier to believe in me today. So, <laughs> so, so then, so then it became a motivational thing for you of like, okay, <clears throat> for mom and dad, like, I got to yep. do this. 100%. Yeah. Where does it go from there? Uh, yeah. So we sold it. It just kept flipping. It just kept going, finding good deals, flipping them, finding good deals, flipping them to guys that would, you know, we'd make a little piece of the pie, but we were happy. Sure. Because we couldn't close the deal or we couldn't. We didn't have the resources to take it from land to a final project. We just never had that. Because you guys, were you, were you in the land development stuff yet? No. No. No, I wasn't. I did a lot of apartments and I did other stuff, but uh, like we sold car washes. Anything that we could make a nickel, sure, we would do it. Sure. It didn't matter. So sure. we just deal after deal after deal. I sold two car washes. I sold a dry clean shop. I sold condos. So you I were sold. buying these businesses. It, I, was, I was in the foreclosure market. So oh, I was buying okay. a lot of stuff in foreclosure, yeah. fixing it up, cleaning it up, selling, selling it. it. Did you have to run those businesses as well? No. Not the, no. no. Uh, no. One business. You get we, what I mean, right? Yeah. Like One no. business we were partners in for about six months and yeah. they bought us out, which, which worked out. Yeah. My friend ran it and he bought us out, which, which was perfect because yeah. we needed that money to go do another deal. Sure. So just never stopped. Sure. Yeah. Then when did you get into land development? And you know what? What is <coughs> land development for those that are listening that don't really get it? I'm still trying to figure that out <laughs> myself. I wish well, I knew you've that. Done, just wait till you do. Yeah. You've done so well without figuring it out. Yeah. Well, we just, uh, you know, the, the market in 2014 was doing well. Housing was, you know, really, really doing good. And so we thought, hey, we'll, we'll start building homes, right? And looking for any opportunity, mm-hmm. whatever made sense. So we picked up a foreclosure 11 lots and um they were already they were already subdivided they were already serviced they were ready to go mm-hmm. and you uh, just had to put the houses on them i had to put the houses on them but i when i bought them again not knowing everything the county had some issues with the previous developer so they weren't ready to go which we were told they were ready to go and again not doing proper due diligence or not knowing enough about land that there's a lot of factors involved of FAC, which is the final lift and all that stuff, uh, to, to get all that done, let's say, right? There's other stuff involved with FAC as well, and it wasn't done. So we'd, we had to go to the county, talk to them, and see what was left by the previous developer, we fix that. that. So the year that, that ended, uh, that, that season, so we couldn't build or we couldn't get the roads in, then we had to wait the next year. Just, you know, again, struggling, sure. just learning, struggling. All the hiccups that all come the hiccups. with that. Yeah. So I guess that was our first experience. We ended up building the 11 homes, did okay, but mm-hmm. learned more than we probably needed to at the what, time. What's okay on that? Because again, I don't know anything about this. So what's okay? Are you making a 2% uh, no, profit? Are you making a 20% profit? You know what I mean? It, it ranges between five and 20, okay. but you know, it just depends on time, sure. how long it takes, you know, the profit. Well, every day it ain't sold, you're losing 100%, money. 100% because you're still paying the taxes, insurance, yeah. mortgage, and all that stuff. Yeah. So we learned a lot from that project and we just slowly started to look for projects that uh, were land-based or or other, right? Sure. And we ended up getting some opportunities to buy some commercial land. Great deals. We knew that we were leaving a lot of room on the table, but we, we couldn't do them. So mm. we sold them to our friend. 
who did really well and I'm very happy for him and we still do business with him to this day one of the, one of the best guys to work with mm-hmm. um, and just kind of looking for land deals how can we you know buy remnant pieces so we bought a two acre parcel from a guy in Calgary bought that piece developed nine lots got all the servicing done again didn't know enough did okay didn't lose money when I say okay I didn't make a lot, but I didn't lose. Right. And I got to learn through that process. Right. Then we did another 12-unit uh, subdivision. That one we didn't do so well. The market was kind of dipping again. So just learning sure. uh, through this process of land because land looks easy. It's very complicated. Yeah, yeah, and these yeah. developers that, that take the risk that they do, hats off to them. Just amazing guys. The risk that they take, and sometimes I think people don't appreciate all the headaches they go through to you know, to make that house, that just one house, they buy a hundred acres, they got to do all this stuff and we're just living in one of their homes and, mm-hmm. and it looks easy. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's very challenging. Well, that's the thing. Cause I mean, obviously land developments is very different than home building. Yeah. yeah right. Both are very challenging. Right. Yep. But I think, I think the only thing that I would know about land development is I've got a couple of buddies that bought land and put an acreage on it and all the things that have to go into preparing that right. land. Yep. To put a residence on is massive. So when you're buying a hundred acres oh, for development, that's yeah. just a massive undertaking. It's it's challenging. Like we did two acres, that was tough. Then we right. bought five acres, that was even tougher. And now now we're, we've bought sixty acres now in Ladue County. That's challenging, right? Yeah. So it's it looks easy, but it's there's so much risk involved. But we love doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How many folks work for you? Oh, we have eight people. Now, eight total. people, yeah. 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 Eight at uh, Amrick, and then we've started a sister company with apartment buildings. Six people over there. It's called Harmony Investments. Okay. So that's going well. Yeah, that's cool. Um, what do you think was... <laughs> what do you think was the hardest thing that you've had to go through in your life, if you don't mind me asking that question? Looking at my parents and not having... Like, looking at my parents at a certain point um, and just being like, like we lost everything mm-hmm. and to to finally accept it that was probably one of the most challenging days weeks months in my life yeah just like man what do i do because uh, you've yeah. downplayed this a little bit here or maybe you just didn't go into death but like you guys literally lost it all oh, we lost it all we were renting a house right a lot of people don't know that like we 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 always showed that we could because in the business you know they say fake it till you make it sure right? sure so you play that role for a long time is challenging because mm-hmm. you know where you stand every day in the morning mm-hmm. and it's not really a good situation to be in and that was probably the toughest time in my life but again you know where you stand but if you can actually just take a step forward and yeah. a step forward and i mean that's being relentless it is because i'm sure there were days <laughs> harp where you were like not interested in taking a step forward today 100 <laughs> there's a lot of days a lot of days like that yeah I, you know you're, yeah, you're, you're, yeah, it's scary, but, but it's, uh, I think it was needed. Sure. No. Well, I mean, you know, you're a sports guy, 100%. right? So, I mean, whenever you look at any championship team, it's a rarity that a championship team gets there by just showing up and winning. 100%. They have to yeah. go through seasons of hardship and 100%. just learning those battles and those lessons and yeah. getting beat up and beat down and getting back up and beat up and beat down right 100 percent. business is the same same thing like even when we started doing a little bit better in 2013 14 15 we were, we were doing better than we were in 2009 so you're but you're still learning you're still mm-hmm. making mistakes you're still you get you know uh, relentless i think 
when we talk about being relentless, it's also mindset too. Mm. Right? Like just people, the way they talk to you, the way they, you know, they, they know you're going through through hardship and so forth, and and they and they say things. And you're like, oh, all right, whatever. It is what it is, right? And you just you had a lot of people chirping at oh, you. hundred percent. I love it though. Like yeah. today, I love that. <laughs> like I, some guys, are, you know, and this guys usually that know you and they know your situation. Like, you know, I had somebody call me a few days ago and they were talking about somebody and they said, oh, you know, he's uh, I heard he's fucking in trouble. Okay, listen again. And yeah, he's, he's, he's done too much and he's done all this. And fuck, at least he tried. Yeah. Like the guy's putting up buildings. He's trying. He's giving it all he has. Sure. The fuck are you guys doing? You guys sitting at uh, a bar talking about him. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's so you know, interesting, right? How yeah. lots of that type of stuff can happen. Lots of chatter and, and it's usually by the people that aren't actually doing anything. And, and and then there's a lot of great people out there. Like I had so many good people in my life. I'm mm. so fortunate to have good friends, people you can rely on, talk to, mm. and just understand from and supportive. Just to say, hey man, just keep keep going. You'll mm -hmm. get there. Just that energy, right? And I think that's what we all need. Is how can we help the next generation? How can we help people? What can we do? I mean, that's kind of you know my belief that you you, you got to pay it forward. For the most part, <clears throat> I think it's a rarity that you wouldn't have this but people who find success in life and again success in life does not mean that you are have to be a multimillionaire. success in life to me is that you are you are content and happy and sustainable in your life 100 percent. but anybody who has to go through a lot of adversity uh challenges things that are happening in their lives like i said it's a rarity that they're that they're on their own yeah there's always a team of people 100%. around them or behind them Right, which is what you're talking about. Yeah, and then, you know, I was, I was fortunate to get married in 2015 to my wife. And, man, she's the most positive person out there. Like, yeah. always pushing me, always pushing the limit, you know. Yeah. And I think that team is needed, right? Yeah. It's huge, absolutely yeah. huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm very lucky. I, my, my sister always says that. She goes, you know, you always had everybody behind you. And that's why that's why you made it out of that situation. And I, and I, and I agreed. I, I, I appreciate that as well. That's 50-50, though, yeah. Harp. Because at the end of the day, I know a lot of people that have people behind them, too. And they haven't done that. Because it's either maybe been too easy for them or they just give up or they go, ah, oh, these people will take care of it. Not yeah, a big deal. You still had to bust your ass off. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I love the motivational aspect of your folks, though, and your family, and yeah. like you know, um, it's very impressive to me. You do a lot of philanthropy work. That I think I had an earlier conversation today, where I think Edmonton, uh, I'd say Alberta, whatever, but we'll talk about Edmonton. So where we're from. There's a lot of philanthropy that happens in this community where people don't know about it. People do it quietly. They yeah. do it humbly. I think you're one of them. And I'll tell you why I say that. Because I've heard of some philanthropy that you do. I had no idea that you do that. Oh. <laughs> you know? So why is that important to you? Why does that matter to you? I think about five years ago, Kyle, I got involved uh, with Casa Mental Health. I, we were involved in other organizations and so forth, but never to that extent of going and, and spending time or spending dollars and bringing others involved with us. But, you know, I had a daughter five years ago and... I think I just kept thinking, like, you know, what what am I doing? Like, prior to that, go to Vegas, go to Phoenix, go to Vancouver, spend X amount of dollars sure. at the bar, sure. bottle service, blah, blah, blah. Sure. And he's like, it's, it's a good, fun life to live. It's fun. It's fun. Sure. Look, I mean, it's 
It's still, it's still fun. fun. <laughs> yeah, it's still fun. I don't know, Harp. I don't know. <laughs> it's still fun. Okay. Uh, but somebody asks you for a donation, and you're barely taking up 500 bucks for yourself, like 500 right. bucks for them, right? right? Or, or 250 bucks, or 100 right. bucks, right? But you go to a club, and you don't even think twice about, right? Because so you're showing off. Sure, you're showing off. I've done it. You know, it's 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 what. Everybody's do now. Post on Instagram, post on social media. Yeah. You have bottle service, and you're doing this, and you're at the best club, and you're at the best restaurant, and so forth. So I just thought about that, and then I saw my parents. They would always be involved in philanthropy. The Sikh community overall is is very philanthropic, and um, very, very, yeah. very. And so I think just learning, you know, seeing my grandfather, seeing my mom, my dad, my uncles, my dad's brother. They're all involved somehow, always helping somebody, and not. To get anything back no in the Sikh culture and i know this is it it it's not even an expectation it's not it is literally like a lifestyle Absolutely. it is it is part of a person's being Absolutely. that no this is just what we do 100 percent. like yeah. you can go to any Sikh temple and there's food downstairs it doesn't matter doesn't matter who you are who you are does not matter at no all, right and so i think just seeing them also and understanding you know why would why they always you know there was always arguments in our family like like every family why is this guy living with us for six months? Why is mm. that guy here for three months? We'd always have an extra suite and my bedroom would get tossed out and sure. somebody's staying in my room, right? Like, why? Right? But my dad never said no to anybody. Right. As, as far as just two weeks ago, there was a gentleman that had an issue and he came home with my dad and, <laughs> and my mom and I were just talking when I was having dinner at my parents. And I thought it was one of our relatives. I just yeah. was used to that. Yeah. He didn't know the guy, but he worked for a crew, uh, for a painting crew that does stuff for us. And, just was in a bad situation my dad said don't worry until you find a place you can live with us we'll feed you and house yeah, you 100 percent. and my sister was laughing about that that i don't think my dad's ever asked me for a glass of water but he's making him tea in the morning you sure know, just she woke yeah, it was just funny sure but i think just seeing that and then you know having a daughter and, and trying to pay it forward and trying to get involved and try to do the right thing you know and that's kind of kind of where we where we started and then it just grew from there mm-hmm. yeah I, I think it's cool because I, 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 I'm a big believer. Listen, I run a charity. So, of course, I've, I'm going to say shit like this. But I do think that a village, and I know I'm, I'm making it sound smaller, but a village needs to take care of everybody. And our village of Edmonton, I think, does a really good job Absolutely. of taking care of people. For I sure. do. Um. <clears throat> I'm, I feel fortunate because the charity I run, we, we're, we're well we're, we're well supported, not just financially by people, but just by people hiring our young people. Huge. Absolutely you you huge. know this as well as anybody. If we can, you get a young person a job, it's amazing what that's going to do for the trajectory of their lives. 100%. You're doing an amazing job with that. Like you're changing their, changing their path. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. so many people out there that just need that little boost, right? Mm-hmm. And it could be a phone call. It could be anything. Um, but but getting them that job that you're doing and putting them in that right direction is absolutely amazing. And it's pretty interesting, too, how it's, it's you know, I always say about our young people, they get a job and it's usually the third or fourth paycheck where they go, oh, <laughs> like it really clicks in. Because motivation. it is motivation, yeah, right? And that sure. they're buying themselves things that maybe they hadn't bought themselves before. 100%. They're paying things off that needed to be paid off, all that type so of stuff. So huge right? for the self-confidence. It is. But but again, back to the, the philanthropy part of it, I just really do appreciate anybody 
who's willing to donate or to give money, time, resources, yep. Yep. whatever that looks like. But I, I, I my, my heart warms whenever I hear because you know you are successful, man. Well, you're, you're, you're doing okay. Still got a long ways to go. Can I talk uh, about? Can I talk about the car you drove up in? <laughs> no. Can I say? Can I say what? Can I say the the, the sure. brand of it? Sure. Is that uh, if you don't? I won't say if you don't want me to. It's all good. Whatever. Uh, I'm easy. It's uh, Ford Escort. <laughs> yep. <laughs> 1993 Ford Topaz. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. No, you didn't. actually. My first car was a 1986 Celebrity Chevrolet oh, Celebrity. Yeah, mine was I bought a, it from my grandfather for 700 bucks. Okay, yeah. so I got a better deal. Mine was a 1981 <laughs> Toyota Corolla 1.8 liter, shit brown. Yep. That my my grandpa sold me for a dollar. Oh, that's that's Beauty. a good deal. That was that's a, a good, really deal. good deal. Literally yeah, drove sure. it into the ground within a year. <laughs> Great little car though. Yeah. Um, I'm just gonna say you 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 drive a nice set of wheels. It starts with an L, it ends with an I. Fair and enough. we talked about how fast it goes. I'm not a big car guy, but I was like, okay, that engine sounds different than my no. Toyota 4Runner. <laughs> but we'll race after. Do you yeah, want to race? Time. We'll anytime. have a race, man. Yeah. Race for keys. Race for keys. Um, you, your business now, What what is the main focus of you with your business now? Obviously, you're always trying to do growth with your for business, sure. right? Yeah. But where where are you seeing that growth? What are some of the things that you're planning on here? Let's call it in the next three to five years. Yeah, so like land development is going to be our focus, and it is our focus. We were buying we're buying lots, residential lots from developers. You know, um, so you're doing residential and commercial, uh, mostly residential. Okay. When, when we say commercial, it's more the land side, and um, but you know, residential lots is okay. what we're doing. Like we'll buy, we'll go and buy X amount of lots from a developer get our builders involved and and these builders never had the opportunity uh to buy from that developer or other developers because they're too small so mm. what okay learned, well let's talk yeah, about that yeah. then because yeah. we we and i should have probably brought this up earlier that's a big thing for you for huge i love it you're yeah. not working with just the mass of home builders nope. you do like the 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 little folks if you for want. sure so talk we, about that we, we were little folks right, right. so you know Back in my dad, when my dad built a house, he built one. He couldn't build two houses. When I got back into um, that first house I bought back after I almost went bankrupt, I could only buy one house. Right. So nobody cares about the guy with one building one house or right. two houses. So a lot of the develop and I, and and I don't blame the developers either. I mean they've been really good to us, but they don't want to deal with just. A guy building two homes, or mm-hmm. four homes, or six homes. Well, over because here. their money is in the the mass, right? The mass, right. So, we actually deal with no big, big builder. In Interesting. Edmonton. Nobody. Yeah. All our guys are small guys, new guys, and so we go and bought. So we went and bought a hundred lots from Cantiro. Okay. George Cantalini gave me my first opportunity on this side of the business, on the Amrick Development side. Um, I actually just had lunch with them and. A, Probably should ask him if I could drop his name, but he's a, he's a great and great guy and, and, and gives back a lot and yeah. kind of a mentor. Intro, intro me, Kay. Intro yeah, 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 for sure. You'll <laughs> like him. Um, so he, he said, hey, listen, we got this Southeast Charlesworth subdivision. We have 93 lots. We were, we were talking. We're trying to see if we can make it work. And we just took the, you know, we just did it. Brought in seven builders and they went through them within two years. And it was pretty impressive what mm. our builders did. I give them yeah. a lot of credit. We helped where we could, whether that was financing, marketing, sales, design, whatever we needed to do for our builders, we got that done. Mm-hmm. All 93 lots sold. 
uh, sorry, 93 homes sold, and it was a success. And then it just continued from there. Wow. We did subdivisions um, with Waltons at McConaughey. We did Cantero in Keswick. Crystalina with Genstar. We are and now we're working with MLC in Beaumont and then Leduc. So just yeah, keep doing all, all that. The place. And our builders just we went from you know one of our builders, Jay Holmes, was building four homes a year. Couldn't get residential lots from any anybody. Hmm. Bought two lots from us, then bought four. I think he's building sixty homes this year. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Same builders, same thing. They're part of our Amrit collections. Yeah. I think the, between both of them, they're doing about 120 to 150. I don't know the exact number. It's awesome. But it's amazing. And these guys are just like uh, Delbeer from Jay Holmes. He was uh, in the flooring business and Singh Builders. Um, Narinder was a concrete guy. And they're building they're over 100 homes in Edmonton. They're thriving. Thriving. Absolutely. I love that part of your business. So I love that part of your story, right? Yeah. Um, well, they're for the small guy. Right. Yeah. Right. Which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Which is pretty awesome. The Relentless Podcast is brought to you by You Can Youth Services, which I am very proud to be a part of. You Can Youth Services is an organization that helps young people move out of harm's way and onto a path of economic independence. If you want to learn more about the incredible work that we do with some very vulnerable young people, please go to www.youcan.ca. That's www dot y-o-u-c-a-n dot c-a we are excited because we're gonna partner here absolutely um i know whenever you came to the office we had a great conversation looked at a few different things and you are about to give us a five million dollar no just kidding folks i hope i can one day one day day day. i I hope i can get to that level you heard it here folks (laughs) you heard it here um i think it, it you know what? How about this? And this, I've, I've actually haven't asked somebody this type of a question on the podcast. So I'm sorry, I'm throwing it at you. And <laughs> if this doesn't work out, we'll cut it. Yeah. Um, you came to UCAN U Services, and is it fair for me to say you're sold on what we're doing? Absolutely, hundred percent. If you don't mind, and this isn't about me, this isn't about any of that. Talk to me about why. Just helping the youth. Like it's so important, especially what's going on in our world today. What's going on in Edmonton today? You just see youth. You see the focus isn't there. There, you know, there's a lot of um, issues overall. I know I'm being broad about mm-hmm. it, but there's just so many issues right now. And and guiding them in the right way. Saw what you guys are doing. Getting them employment. Mm-hmm. Like I have relatives that are not working anymore. They're smoking weed or they're they're drinking every day. And and it's just like, hey, just get a job. Mm-hmm. And I guess I don't know. Sometimes I forget that it's not that easy. Right. Right. They're going through some stuff and, and maybe they don't want to tell me that they're not able to do this job or that job or that job. But by focusing on what you're doing, guiding them is so important, yeah. especially at a young age. Like that's the age that, that like for myself, it could have been left or right very, very quickly. I was in that, in that uh, zone, I guess. Right. So yeah. what you're doing is absolutely amazing. Guiding, guiding youth at the right age, right time. By getting them a job, getting them, you know, they're paying their bills, they're paying yeah. their, their own bills and so forth. So giving that that motivation and self-purpose, right? That's huge. No, and, and I appreciate you saying all that. And I, and I think that that's, you know, I, I, I like that people can hear you say it instead of me, right? <laughs> enough, yeah. Because at the end of the day, yeah, yeah. I am a sales guy for the organization, yeah, right? You have to be, and you're doing a great job. Thank you. And, and it's, but I really do want people to understand why 
guys like you and why others want to support us because it is about the young people first and foremost that's what it's all about for sure and at the end of the day i truly believe and i think that that we talked about this in my office and i think you believe this too because of some people that you knew who unfortunately their lifestyles took them down a path where they died yep Yep. And I believe that the work that we do is literally saving lives. 100%. You're right. Literally saving Absolutely. lives, right? We don't look at it like like in the interim, you might not think that, but for sure in the long term, like you are saving lives. Absolutely mm-hmm. are. Mm-hmm. Like just that focus, that guidance, that self-purpose for them. Mm-hmm. You, you, I, when I was at, at the facility, I just saw everything. It just it clicked and it yeah. made sense. It's yeah. common sense too, right? Like sure. what you're doing is not just giving them a check or, or, or feeding them or whatever. You're, you're, helping them find jobs get well, it's jobs that, it's that old adage of like don't just give the fish yep. teach them how to fish right yep, absolutely. So that's what we're trying yeah, to do 100%. here and and i know that you coming there really is what sold it i for could sure. sit here and 100%. talk to you for yeah. five hours but unless you actually I do see like it. talking to you though. yeah well thanks man <laughs> thanks we'll stick around yeah. after um, but no, I really believe that if people can come down to UCANU services and get the tour and meet some of our staff sure. and young people, then it's huge. I'd recommend anybody uh, that is uh, thinking about uh, helping the youth mm-hmm. to come and see you. Yeah, and absolutely. Come to UCAN and I mean, I, I think they'll really see what you guys are doing. It'll, mm-hmm. it'll be a huge impact. Yeah, no, and I appreciate you saying that. And then hopefully in the next year and a half or so, we're going to have a new building. Good. That's what we're yep. going after. But we're also, we decided we, we, we uh, ladies and gentlemen or folks, I should call people folks because I don't know what people always want to be called <laughs> yeah. these days. Uh, Harp and I actually kind of nailed down a little deal and we've never done this on the podcast. You are okay with us doing yep, this. Sure. Yep. Um, and I, just so you know, Harp did not ask to do this. I asked him if we could do this because I think this is exciting. Um, Harp is going to come on for our comedy night sponsorship at fifteen thousand dollars, yeah, which is huge. I'm going to fist bump you. Okay, fist bump. bump. Let's. Okay, okay, (laughs) Okay. okay. there we go. (laughs) That was so awkwardly awesome. It was awesome though. Um, That is so hugely generous of you. Looking forward to it. And And, uh, yeah, the comedy nights are a good time. Yeah, that's what I hear. They're a good time. So you're going to love it. We got a lot of tickets for you. We're so thankful that that you want to jump on board with us because that money goes directly into our programming into our organization in general right it's yeah. i look at that it's an investment into us yeah absolutely and you know all about investments yeah and we're looking forward to it yeah. and hopefully for many years to come yeah it's awesome man i appreciate it anytime i appreciate it uh for future guests let's try to do this every podcast um <laughs> Listen, we're going to end off here. We have a thing that we call the relentless quiz. I believe that you are a relentless human being. Thank you. I'd actually like to meet your parents. Yeah, I, I think they're relentless. Yeah. They are. Yeah, they are. They are. Uh, yeah. I don't know if they like comedy, but you're going to have to bring them to the oh, comedy they'll, nights. they'll come for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'd like to meet them. Maybe just get them on the podcast. Man. Yeah, sure. But we, uh, we do think we've thrown so much money into this relentless quiz because um, it is scientific. Okay. It's a lie, Harp. <laughs> I found these questions yeah. on the internet. Is it true or false, or do I got to actually answer? Oh, them? you got to answer. All right, we go deep here. <laughs> okay, we go cool. deep. Let's go. Here we go, Harp. Fruits or vegetables? Fruits. City or countryside? City. Okay. Dirty bathroom or dirty kitchen? 
Dirty Kitchen. Dirty Kitchen. Okay. Salty or sweet? Salty. Interesting, because you went fruit, then you went salty. So many people do that. Really? Yeah, it's interesting. Morning or night? Morning. So you don't stay up late? Not really. No? Used to. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds like it. I kind of want to go get some bottle service with you back in the day. Done. Done. Favorite comedy movie of all time? Oh, uh, Ace Ventura. (laughs) Nice. You're the first one to say Ace Ventura. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. It's a classic. It's a classic. Really put him on the map, Jim Oh, for sure. Canadian. Yep. Yep. Big party or small gathering? Today's small gathering. Back in the day? Big party. Yeah, but small gathering now. You've matured, Harp. A little bit. (laughs) Parenthood will do that to you. Phone in the bathroom or no phone in the bathroom? Phone in the bathroom. Thank you for that quick, honest response. Some people have to think about it, and then they say no, which is a lie. Yeah, no. Everyone takes phone in the bathroom. 100%. Favorite love song of all time? Oh, think of your wife right now. You don't want her to listen to this and be offended. What's your wife's name? Manita. Manita, Manita. Yeah. This one's out too. We're going to dedicate this I think one it's to like you. John Legend, All of Me. Okay. I I, I yeah, I think I, that is it. It's a good one. tune. Yeah. I think that's, that's her favorite. So and that's the, sure. okay, absolutely. It's our wedding song. So okay. That's so, the right answer. Only one I could think of. That's the right answer. <laughs> I love it. Two, two questions left cake or pie? Cake. Last question. Harp, describe your relentless podcast experience in four words. Amazing, truthful, I'm lost for words there. I'm lost for words. That's okay. I'll take, I'll take those I'll first two. Two. Okay. Yeah. I'll take those first two. I'll leave the other two for you. Um, honestly, fun and inspirational. Absolutely. That's yeah. the way I look yeah. at it. Yeah. I have appreciated your honesty on here. I've appreciated your vulnerability. Uh, your story really is relentless yeah i mean I, I like i said i feel like i still got a long ways to go mm-hmm. but i think that relentless attitude and when i saw your when i saw that when i came in to you can i saw relentless and tim grover i always follow him as well michael jordan yeah. last dance yeah and it really just yeah it, i think everybody needs to be relentless i like to think that tim Grover stole that from us yeah, fair enough. Because <laughs> we, we were doing Relentless before I ever heard of that guy, yeah. but he's got some great stuff. Great unbelievable stuff. stuff. Um, I, I really do appreciate you coming yeah, in and having you. a chat. And and I'm so thankful. I'm, I'm, I think it's fun that we got to announce that you're coming on as an official partner yeah, absolutely. financially. But I also think that the connections that you and I are going to be able to even make for one another. 100%. Um, yeah. More you for me. Let's call it what it is. But with some of these companies that potentially would be looking to, to help change the lives of young people by even just giving them a job, giving them an opportunity. Absolutely. That's all we ask for, opportunity, right? Yep. So all that being said, you are relentless, brother. I appreciate Where it. Where can you. we find Amrick? Where can you, like, do you guys do a lot of social media stuff? Yeah. Or not? Uh, yeah. I don't know the handle on Instagram, but I think it's Amrick Developments. And then Facebook, same thing, Amrick okay. Developments. So just look up Amrick yeah. Developments, yeah. and I'm sure it's on the website. Well, I know it's on the website because it's 100%. a good website. So yeah. um, thanks again, Harp. Folks, you can find You Can Use Services at www.ucan.ca. That's Y-O-U-C-A-N.ca. Go on there. Check out about our programs. Check out about our relentless merchandise and i'm really hopeful that uh, and also our comedy nights which are coming up in march um, i'm really hopeful that uh, you've enjoyed this episode as much as i have
This series is proudly produced by the team at Road 55. Road 55 creates content that connects. For more information, check our website, www.road55.ca.